Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Marriage life is stressful enough, but when infertility strikes, it can be a double whammy. How can we weather this difficult season together? Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Gary and I'm your host for this episode. In this episode of the Connect to podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication and conflict and so much more. We hope you'll keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. Today, we further explore the issue of infertility and see how we can help our marriage grow stronger through navigating such a challenge. Last episode, we talked about what happens when a couple meets with news of infertility and how to deal with the stresses and worries of the package. Today, we have again Mark and Sue back with us to share more of their insights. Mark and Sue are educators and counsellors. They run a training consultancy called The Social Quotient, which conducts training on life skills such as parenting, mental wellness, and special needs. They also co-write a parenting blog called Parenting on Purpose, where they share their adventures with their two sons. Welcome back to the Connect2 podcast, Mark and Sue. Hi, Gary. Glad to be back. Last week, we talked about the emotions one might feel when grappling with infertility, and you all mentioned things like guilt, frustration, anger, resentment, and a whole list of other emotions. But let's focus on things that you did as a couple that helped you stay positive during this season of waiting. Well, I do remember we took holidays together. And the holidays were a really good time for us because we were out of the country. Uh, okay, but I mean out of our day-to-day routines because uh, when you're in your day-to-day routines, that can actually get to you coming home every day from work. The wife might be at home each day and um, just facing day-to-day situations. I know I remember my wife was saying that, yeah, because she grew up in a family where there are always uh, people around, <laughs> her sisters uh, around all the time. That kind of a very uh, warm, kind of cozy family atmosphere. Without any kids, it's just you and me. That's it, right? So that's the whole uh, issue of you get out of your uh, familiar context and go to do something different. I mean, now he's, uh, we travel quite a bit and I think that really did help us. I was thinking about how, how to summarize the coping strategies. I think one important thing is to draw boundaries, to know your limits and to understand that it is really a very stressful time. So to give the other grace and I think to give just both of yourselves grace as well to acknowledge that it, it's really one of the seasons of a trial in your marriage as well. Yeah, and I, I think very practical things like figuring out how to answer, you know, well-meaning aunties and uncles during Chinese New Year. I mean, it, it can have some humour involved or so because it really never ends, right? Once you have one kid, then they'll ask when the second one is coming and then and then so on. So we came up with some stop replies and, and you know, we just use them. So I wouldn't get stressed each time it came up over and over again or we just, you know, roll our eyes a little bit, say, you know, oh, there she goes again, this auntie. <laughs> I remember it was quite funny because, you know, some people gave us some, uh, what do you call it, uh, fertility Ah, talismans. Yeah, so we had a good laugh over those as well. I I think not to take yourself so seriously during the time because it is a very serious and intense time other than that. This year, we would have been married 16 years. So I think, um, well, this stage of the marriage where you are wanting to have children is oftentimes during the earlier stages of your marriage Mm -hmm. and the relationship between husband and wife still in a very nascent kind of a state where everything is new and I mean if it's one year or two years or three years or so I mean there's still a lot of things to learn about each other and I think what's really key is understanding what 
are the trigger points for your spouse, what makes your spouse upset. <laughs> and try to avoid or reduce some of these things. And conversely, also try to find out what makes your spouse happy and do something that you feel for your spouse. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day to give flowers or, or, or show love. In fact, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> Basically, love can be shown on any day. But we do celebrate birthdays. I think celebrating life, celebrating life's moments, big and small, I think that is really important in building the marriage. I think looking back now, we can remember very fondly some of the trips we had pre-children, which were actually fantastic because, you know, <laughs> it was just two of us. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so yes. now we look back, we can see <laughs> that we really enjoyed those times. I remember we took up scrapbooking too, which was quite uh, uncommon for the husband to be on board with it but Mark really enjoyed it too after our children came we could never scrapbook again <laughs> so we treasured those scrapbooks that we made in the early years just find something they all can do together sport or hobby just to take your mind off things as well and not all about life is about having a child because there's so much more to life I'm talking about marital life I'm also talking about the rest of your life <laughs> yeah uh, besides having children right although that might be a predominant part of what you're thinking about but there's so much more than that. Yeah. I, I like what you mentioned, um, showing grace to each other and also to yourself. I think the whole pressure on ourselves, then we get discouraged. Like, is it me? You know, is what's wrong with me? Uh, maybe my spouse, maybe after going to see the guy and doing all the tests, you realize it's, it's the husband or the, the wife, you know, in the, in the, the things we don't mention by the back of our minds, whether we are blaming each other and all these things, uh, we just really need to extend grace regardless of whoever or whatever is the issue, extending grace to one another and also grace to ourselves and stop beating ourselves. Uh, otherwise, uh, it, it can be pretty miserable. I like what you just said about showing grace and also having humor and learning to laugh whether it's your standard response to the aunties or the uncles who keep asking every time they see you at uh, reunions, uh, just finding different ways. For my wife and I, when we were trying, um, in those many years of trying, we didn't go the IVF route, but uh, we decided to check the TCM out also. <laughs> and our Chinese isn't very good. And I, I still remember trying to interpret what the Chinese doctor was trying to say. And uh, she was essentially telling my wife, uh, don't use your brains too much. Oh. You know, she, she translated and said, don't use brains too much, meaning what? That means like, be a little ditzy or what, what do you mean by that? You know, my wife was just laughing yeah. about it and uh, she was saying, basically, I, in our translation is, uh, don't stress so much, uh, you know, <laughs> which we, we knew, don't stress so much. Uh, but learning to laugh about life and being contented, uh, uh, working on a marriage, scrapbooking is something you all did that it's uh, for couples, maybe you don't know what to do, do scrapbooking. <laughs> Once you have children, it's a little hard to do scrapbooking and uh, going on trips or, you know, you don't have to travel far, but doing stuff together that is different. What other advice would you give couples facing fertility issues? If there's anything you wish you had known earlier in your journey, how would you navigate your, yourself or encourage couples? The main issue with infertility is that you really don't know what's at the end of the journey. The uncertainty can really be very disruptive uh, to all involved. And it's hard to tell a couple don't have any expectations when this is exactly the very thing that you're hoping for. I would say process the journey one step at a time because our mind can run amok and go places. And, you know, it really doesn't help forecasting into the future because we really don't know what the future holds. But I would just say be on board for the next step as a couple together and just focus on trying your best in that step to support one another. Remembering that both of you are there with a common goal. Yeah, and the goal is not necessarily just to have a child, but I, I think it really built our 
marriage foundations in, in the early years. Now that we look back, we didn't realize it then. I mean, nobody realizes it when you're going through something difficult. I think it strengthened it because we learn how to communicate with each other. And going through difficult times as a couple, it really solidifies the relationship too. So I would say to focus on that. We've talked to a few other couples since then, either going through who have fertility issues or uh, were not sure what to go ahead with regards to their family journey. And every couple has a different perspective mm-hmm. on life and different expectations. I think we remember talking to the couples and asking them to ask what do they want from the entire process. I think we look at the outcome in a sense, right? So what do we want from it? If you're looking at like, let's say an IVF or let's say a TCM kind of a route, then how long is... Um, enough before we decide on another route. Mm. So I think some of these things can be talked about beforehand so that uh, when the time comes, then it doesn't drag on indefinitely because as Sue mentioned about uncertainty, uncertainty really is what really gets to us and not only about infertility, but life's transitions as a counsellor. It's like you see the different, when things are uncertain, when you have a new job or a new relationship or a new child, okay, yeah, all these things, uncertainty comes to your mind that could throw off your entire life. In a sense, making some sense of Certainty, I mean, of course, <laughs> it's impossible to do that completely, but uh, having some semblance of uh, certainty and then working towards that. And as what Sue also said, working together as a couple, working towards the future together and not um, separately, having a commonality of vision and direction. Thank you. I think just dealing with uncertainty leads us to the question that we have for this week. Every week we have a, a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And today's question is this. We have been trying to conceive for about one and a half years and have sought various fertility treatments to no avail. We are now considering whether to stop and consider other options, such as adoption. When do you think it's time to call it quits and consider such an avenue? Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash c2 marriage prep for more information today. So I would throw the question back to the couple who asked the question, when do you think is uh, the right time to start to move ahead? And why? Because each one of us has a different perspective. For example, if it's, let's say, age, biological clock is, is a real issue. If you're in a, a couple who is got married later, then I, I think that's uh, the consideration as well, because if you give birth through a natural birth or through an IVF-assisted birth, they could have certain other complications. So that's one thing to think about if you are very young couple and that's another thing to think about each is one area but i also say how long are you able to, to think about waiting or how long do you think it's time to move ahead and uh, what next what are your other steps when should you conceive what other plans you have so i mean that's the first thing i would do um i think the next step is also just as uncertain with adoption there is a lot of uncertainty as well yeah, it's not an easy process i think it needs to be said uh, it is also quite a financially costly one yeah, and so, you know, if you've already exhausted some of your savings with going through IVF, you know, this might take another toll. I would really recommend just being open 
reading books about people who have adopted. There are some really good titles in the market. Also, just talking to people who have gone through adoption. We spoke to some people we knew in church who had adopted their children before. And I think just having a very open conversation about, you know, how you feel about it. Some people are worried, will I love this adopted child just as much as, you know, if I were to conceive a biological child? You're just throwing up whatever issues you might foresee coming up in the future. For me, a main issue as a counsellor was really identity. I was concerned about, you know, how we would disclose the adoption to our children. And I mean, now looking back, all our fears have been allayed. We've addressed that. Our boys are very confident talking about how they came to our family, you know, and I'm so thankful for all these things. But I think the early years were really building blocks where we set these things in place, even before we knew they would join. Adoption is really a miraculous thing too, because like Mark said, one moment you don't have a child and three days later you have a baby or a child with you. There's, there's really nothing like it. And looking back, we would really not had it any other way because I cannot imagine, you know, how, how we would have been without our two boys with us today. We really don't know. I think life is short. So yeah, I think like Mark said, I mean, some, some people we've talked to, they have decided just not have a child to live life in so many other ways in a very rich and abundant way. And, and that has worked out really well. You know, some of those who we work with have gone ahead with adoption and we've walked with them through it. And I think as a follow-up to what Sue said, available resources. I mean, so if you're thinking about adoption, there are talks given by accredited adoption agencies. I'm talking about like Touch or like uh, Fayette. They actually do uh, talks on adoption. So find out more of those areas. And you can also find out some of these areas from who have gone through that as what Sue said. Thank you so much, Mark and Sue, for taking time to share your experience with infertility and adoption. Yeah, before we let you guys go, do you have any other encouraging words uh, to share with our listeners? Well, I would just say that life is not easy. So just as when you made the decision to Marry your spouse might have been easy or difficult, but I mean, I think it's not always easy. You choose to spend your, the rest of your life with this stranger. So in that sense, okay, making a decision on having a child, you're also choosing to live the rest of your life with this stranger as well. It's not easy. I would say grow with it. Be open to what is the possibilities. And I think uh, what's really key is to keep open communications with your spouse. After the child comes, there are other considerations that you look at. Yeah, But for Sue and myself, we have felt that the bond between husband and wife should be the anchor in the marriage and the children who come after that would be around us as the locus and I think that really does help so that puts things in perspective because I'm talking also about parents who have children and suddenly they tend to focus more on their children than the spouse and I, I think that order is um, out of sync so what I would still say is to keep the relationship going and keep close to your spouse. I think as a woman, as a female who has gone through infertility, I, I would like to say my heart really goes out to anybody who's listening in, who is going through this journey. It's really not an easy one. You know, I mentioned earlier, just give yourself a lot of grace. Allow yourself to grieve, but also know that there is a time where you need to also move on. That's a healthy part of grieving as well. Yeah, and so grieve fully, but then also, you know, get up when you feel that you are able to and just look at the next steps as well. There is always hope. 
And, and I also want to say that there is always somebody who is around to be able to talk to you and you are definitely not alone, even though it can feel very lonely. Yeah, so reach out to the resources that you can. I mean, I'm sure there are many more podcasts now than there were when we were first going through this journey. A lot more resources, a lot more, you know, Instagram and, you know, Facebook support groups and so on. So yeah, I, I would encourage you to really take hold of the support that you need. If, if a, a couple needs to speak to a professional counsellor if you know it, it's really becoming too overwhelming and you find yourself arguing all the time I would really suggest that as well just take hold of whatever resources you need I think what I said earlier just know your boundaries it's easy to be pressurized in our Asian context to have your own biological children as well so know where you stand as a couple what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with and being on the same page will really help uh, in the journey I wanted to say something to the husbands. So husbands, love your wives. When your wives get emo and just pile all the emotional stress, continue to love them. And then <laughs> when it's hard, just continue to love them. In a sense, soak up the emotions. And then after that, you can go to your man cave and you can <laughs> do your rest yeah, of the stuff. Well, I, yeah. I think having support, you know, like talking to another guy who's been through it or is going through it, I, I think that is really helpful. Somehow, you know, like just supporting one another as, as husbands who are going through it as well. Well, thank you so much. I think we all need support. I think if you're tuning in and you in this whole topic of infertility or even the whole area of marriage and you feel you're alone, struggling with uh, some issues and you sometimes think like no one else understands, no one else is going through what you've gone through, uh, can, let me assure you, um, being married, I think here, hearing from Mark and Sue and also being married for uh, 20 over years, you are never alone because there is no original issue anymore. And you discover that couples go through similar things, obviously in different magnitudes, but we all go through that uh, challenge together. And so just an encouragement, you can reach out to Mark and Sue through the social quotient uh, to find out more. If you need further support in this area of infertility or even adoption, uh, reach out to them uh, for support if you don't have any already. In each podcast, we end off with a couple challenge for couples to do and share with each other. So if you're listening to this with your spouse, take five minutes to share one struggle with your spouse and maybe give them a hug as a sign of encouragement at the end of this episode. We want to thank our guests and hope our listeners who are tuning in have enjoyed this podcast. If you're looking out for more practical resources to grow your marriage, do visit our website at family.org.sg to browse our articles or check out our upcoming marriage programs. If you've just tuned in, we hope you have followed and subscribed to our Connect2 podcast and share this content on this episode with a friend who may also benefit from it. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.